Welcome to Small Business Big Network, the podcast for small business owners who want big results from their networking. I'm Liz Drury, a freelance voiceover artist who knows that if you're not working, then networking could help. Karen Weber is the founder of Goodness Marketing. In her opinion, you get a better return on investment from networking than you do from social media marketing. Thank you very much for joining me on the podcast today, Karen. Thanks so much for asking me. I'm excited for our chat. Now, you're based in Stockport currently, but that's not where you're from originally. Tell us a bit about your background. Um, You're right. I grew up in beautiful South Africa, right near the beach. Um, So I often think about the fact that I'm now not living near a beach, which is a great (laughs) source of sadness for me. Um, However, living near the Peak District and near Manchester is amazing. So yes, I grew up in South Africa. I arrived in the UK 19 years ago. Um, and the plan was just to work and travel for a couple of years, gain some life experience, gain some professional experience. And then I met a boy, Liz, um, who is now my <laughs> husband. <laughs> and um, I stayed and I miss South Africa, but I am very happy uh, where I am now. And you went to university in South Africa, didn't you? What was it that you studied there? I studied communications and journalism. Um, I definitely wanted to become a journalist until my first placement at a local newspaper where I realised journalism wasn't the career for me or I thought at the time journalism wasn't the career for me. But I feel the degree that I studied really prepared me for my life now um, because it incorporated, like I say, communications, marketing, journalism and gave me a really good grounding for where my career ended up going. Mm. And so what was it that attracted you to working in marketing particularly? It was kind of by accident. Um, I guess I've always been interested in communication and relationship building and words. And that effectively is what marketing is for me. So I started my career as a comms officer at a university in South Africa. Then I worked for a local authority in London, also in communications. And then I found this job in the in the Metro newspaper while sitting on the <laughs> tube, a tiny little ad asking for correspondence at a marketing agency. So I started as a writer in the olden days of search engine optimization, writing lots, churning out loads of content um, so that businesses could rank well in Google. And there I stayed with that company for a long time and worked my way up into editorial management. Then I had a baby and came back and they wanted someone to take charge of the marketing for the marketing agency. So it was a very meta kind of environment working with like doing marketing for companies and also doing the marketing for this organization. Um, so yeah, kind of by accident and happy default. So I I guess I did um, use some of my knowledge from university, but a lot of it was learning on the job, being exposed to huge organizations. That agency I worked for um, had enormous clients and very small businesses as well. And that was always where my passion was. And I think from that agency's point of view, it definitely wasn't where the money was, but Mm -hmm. I got huge joy from working on campaigns for small businesses. And I'm such a a passionate fan of small businesses. I think they're absolutely the backbone of the economy and of society as well. So being able to help them um, spread their word and talk about the things they sell gave me loads of joy. So that's kind of how I then left I guess and now I support small businesses with their marketing. 
And so when did you become self-employed and, and what was it that made you make that leap? It, um, to be honest, it wasn't a leap. I often say I kind of shuffled into self-employment. <laughs> um, it started probably seven years ago. I eventually left my job six years ago and it was a combination of factors. I just had my second child and something happened with me where I, um, I guess my social consciousness deepened and my awareness of the impact I wanted to have in the world um, deepened is, is the only way I can describe it. And I wanted to make sure that the work I did, the, the thing I got up to do every day actually had an impact behind uh, beyond getting paid for it. And um, so that was one factor. The other factor was that I increasingly became really disillusioned with mainstream marketing tactics. And I saw a lot of that, a lot of manipulative marketing, a lot of pushy sales techniques, all of these things that was expected of me in the job and was presented at the time as the only way to do marketing. And I felt like this is at odds with my values. It's not the way I want to do marketing. I'm not enjoying it. There must be a better way. So I kind of shuffled out, out of employment where I went part-time for a while and then did some freelance work on the side. And then after about, I don't know, six months to a year of doing that, I was very fortunate and I'm very aware of my privilege that um, we didn't need a full salary. So I had the opportunity to just take a chance and do some freelance work. And I'm very happy to say that I'm now officially unemployable because I don't think I can ever go back to a normal job. <laughs> I feel exactly the same. <laughs> I like yes, the freedom of working. Me. <laughs> Absolutely. There's there's stress involved with running your own business of course and there's a lot of responsibility but um the fact that we are now we're recording this at the start of the summer holidays and the fact that I didn't have to plan leave um yes I had to communicate with clients and I've had to scale back what I'm able to do but the fact that I can enjoy time with my family mm. over the summer holidays um the fact that I can be there for sports days and all the kind of pickups and things that I, at this stage of my life, is really important to me. Um, that means the world. Mm -hmm. And the fact that I can pick and choose who I work with to a degree. Um, I love my clients and I get to work with such interesting people. And for me, that's hugely rewarding and something that I always want in my life. Mm. So who are your clients? What kind of um, businesses do you work with? So I work with... Um, it tends to be micro businesses, so very small businesses who um, can do, they do all sorts of interesting things. I actually have voice actors as clients. Um, I have authors, I have a videographer at the moment, um, therapists, life coaches, uh, training providers, really interesting businesses who I work with one-to-one -to, -one to figure out a marketing strategy and plan that feels good to them, that feels sustainable, something that they can do on an ongoing basis and that they enjoy doing because I think it's so important that positive energy is behind our marketing and it's something mm. we feel we want to do, which lots of people don't feel they want to do. And then I also work with marketing managers in small and medium businesses. So where a business might have a very small marketing team or just one marketing person, they can feel incredibly isolated. Mm. Um, and so I work with people kind of using my 20 years experience in marketing to provide a sounding board to help people figure out the best way forward for their business um, and I actually love working with marketing managers it feels like a very mentory role I suppose that I take and it's a bit different um, so yes all sorts of interesting businesses. 
And you describe yourself in, in your LinkedIn profile as being a bit of a bit of a rebel. So how does that <laughs> translate into your into your business? Um, increasingly more rebellious, Liz. <laughs> That's the truth. Um, basically, I think a lot of marketing and mainstream marketing, the things that get shouted about and kind of that we get told this is the way to do marketing is utter nonsense. And for a long time, I didn't have the confidence to say that because I felt like I was still learning. And of course, I'm still learning all the time. But Having seen the marketing industry evolve over 20 years, I can see that there's a lot of nonsense, that there's a lot of repetition. Yes, we might have new um, platforms, um, but the psychology of humans and the theory of marketing broadly stay the same. Um, and I feel more confident calling those out. I also have seen, and this is a cause close to my heart, but the impact of following market, mainstream marketing advice to the letter um, can sometimes have a really negative impact on people. It can affect their confidence because they've tried things that the experts say they have to do. They follow it to a T and then they don't have the results. And then they go, oh, my business might not be viable or I'm not very good or there's something wrong with me. When in fact, I think all those cookie cutter, here are 12 steps to blah, 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 nonsense. Um, and I feel very strongly that that needs to be called out. And I'm rebellious in the sense that I think marketing can actually be a joyful thing. Um, and I see this in my business and I see this for lots of my clients where they go from this is something horrible that I don't want to do to something. This is something that they actually enjoy doing. Mm. Yeah, it definitely makes a difference if it's something that you enjoy doing. Like you say, it's something that you you will then actually do rather than <laughs> falling to the bottom of your to do list every day. <laughs> yes. And we can't do all the things. I no. feel like there's this narrative. A lot of marketing advice that we find when we Google things um, is written for small big businesses with mm. huge budgets and teams a small business owner cannot do all those things realistically no. and doesn't have to so instead of going oh everybody has to be on tiktok for example um it's really important to look at your situation look at your goals and look at what is available to you resource wise and then focus on those rather than doing everything sort of not very well do one thing really well yeah. So what are some of the ways that people can work with you? Tell me about some of the services that you offer. So I work one to one with people um, where, like I said, we will sit and look at their kind of marketing ecosystem, look at the things they enjoy, the things that they want to achieve and how their marketing can support them in doing this. So I work with them over a period of time. And often once we've kind of finished that initial period and people have a strategy and a plan in place, um, we continue to work with um, monthly accountability calls, which I find I, I always giggle a bit when I talk about these because um, people really just need to sit in a Zoom call with me and look at me and that makes them do things. <laughs> um, and I often have clients who have their monthly call with me, say two o'clock. And then they will sit down at two o'clock and they'll say, well, this morning we've posted on LinkedIn like we said we would. And we did send out an email like we said we would. Um, and it's that kind of having to look someone in the eye and say, yes, I have done the things that I said I wanted to do. So it's not me beating them over the head with anything. It really <laughs> is just that accountability. 
Um, and I really enjoy those because, like I say, my clients are wonderful and we build a relationship. I also have a membership, which is fairly new, but which I absolutely love, called the Do Crew. And in the Do Crew, we do marketing because I think lots of small business owners love buying courses and come to workshops. And I run those as well. But and I'm guilty as well that we buy these courses and then we are very inspired and then we don't implement the things. Yep. <laughs> so in, in the do crew, we have a monthly theme. So, for example, this month we're talking about email marketing. So I do a mini lesson of 15 to 20 minutes on video to share with people some tips about email marketing. And then every week we have a co-working session where I chat for five to 10 minutes about an aspect of email marketing or whatever that theme is for the month. And then for 50 minutes, people work and they get things done. And during that Zoom call, they can ask me questions as well. So I'm like a little marketing helper in their pocket and they actually get things done. So again, it's that accountability, it's the sense of community. And I really enjoy the Do Crew, it's super fun. And then I have workshops and trainings as well, where I yeah teach about all sorts of things like um, blogging and Instagram and, one of my favorites is called Unlearning Marketing, where I'm a bit rebellious and I go, this is what we've been taught. And here are some other ways you can think about marketing. Love it. <laughs> Sounds like the kind of thing I would I would be interested in, Karen. <laughs> so let's have a chat about, about networking now. I believe that when you first started networking, when you worked for an employer, you, you didn't really like it. Is that right? <laughs> I mean, that is putting it mildly. <laughs> I am an introvert, which is worth noting. And like I said, I felt increasingly at odds with, I guess, the ethos of marketing that this agency and that mainstream marketing um, had. So it was really difficult for me to go to a really boring networking events, often a breakfast event or something quite stuffy um, and represent an organization or a viewpoint that I didn't truly believe in. So I think when I became self employed, I just thought, oh, networking is done for me. I don't ever have to do that again. <laughs> but of course, that would be a very silly approach to business. Um, and it took me a really a long time to find something that I enjoyed. I didn't believe that networking events existed that I would enjoy. And I went to a few that were okay, but then things really changed for me when I met Katya Willems, who is now a friend, but at the time she was an Instagram coach who I booked. And we chatted about Instagram, and then it turned out she lived three miles away from me. Now, Katya is a master networker. She is so good at networking. and But we talked about the fact that we would always have to travel into Manchester to find events, and often you would travel and spend like half a day mm. on something that isn't very good and we just thought why don't we just arrange our own so we did so we um and that was the first time we met in person so we arranged a coffee morning for freelancers in my mm. local town of Marple and loads of people turned up I think we had about 25 people turn up to that first one then we had another one more people turned up and in the end we had a few sessions that we so we had coffee mornings we had summer drinks we had walks because we live in the peak district and Katya and I now run um, retreats as well a couple of times a year in the peak district in Edale so that was kind of my first foray into hang on networking doesn't have to be gross networking can be <laughs> fun and really rewarding and not a business card in sight just genuine connection 
which is wonderful. And since then, I've really found some brilliant groups. I'm part of a networking group. I mean, is it a networking group? It's called the Passion and Purpose Club here in kind of Cheshire. And they have meetings in Leeds in London as well. And organizations like these, networking groups like these have become an absolute lifeline in my business. And not just for the business aspect, but really for the human aspect as well. Mm which is so much deeper than anything I experienced as a a networker in employed life. Yeah, I think it is it is very different, isn't it? When you're when you're representing yourself and your own business. Absolutely. And um I think there's a different expectation as well. And once I've kind of made that shift in my head about networking doesn't have to be which is which it was when I was employed, like how many leads can you get? How quickly can you get back to the office to put it on the CRM um, and pass it to the sales team? That's a very different energy to I'm going to go and connect with people and see what I can learn. And I think that is there's a real hunger for human connection. But I also think there's a yeah, a different approach. If you can be truly curious about people and interested in people without having that at the, your, the back of your mind, oh, I have to get a business card or I have to pitch or anything like that, uh, the energy changes. And it's so much more rewarding, not just, again, on a human level, but on a business level as well. Um, just treating people well, being interested, having real conversations and following up like a human, not pass to a sales team to go and sell to them. Yeah. So do you think that the networking has helped your business to grow? Hugely, hugely. Um, And I think for my clients as well, when you're in the business of um, selling yourself effectively, networking is the best way. Because when we look at social media, we present whether we want to or not. It is a very polished version, Mm -hmm. usually, of our life and sometimes one dimensional, thanks to things like algorithms that only show certain posts to people. But when you meet somebody face to face and you have a real conversation and you form a real connection and you can see very easily, yes, I want to get to know this person more and you can ask better questions. And I'm just I'm a huge fan, huge fan of networking. And it's definitely I had a conversation with somebody yesterday who um, whenever somebody has a discovery call with me, I ask them, how did you find out about me? And it was through networking. Mm -hmm. And we um, never actually met in person, but we're both in this one networking group. And that's that's how they got in touch with me. And like I said, I think people crave that human connection and people go to their networks more to find service providers, to find recommendations. And I think for too long in marketing, the focus has been on social media. And I just think networking is a far more powerful tool for lots of businesses. Mm. And I think it's been underestimated. Yeah. So is networking something that you recommend to your clients? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And I often get clients who come to me to say, oh, do you think I should be on four social media platforms or five? And I'll always try to go fewer, fewer, and because so much energy goes into it. And I think people sometimes think of networking as something that's incredibly time consuming. Um, But I think it is something that has potentially greater returns, not for every business, but for a lot of businesses, businesses, um, greater returns than something like hours and hours of social media content creation. Definitely. Yeah. And I think I would rather go to a networking meeting than spend hours and hours on creating Facebook posts. See, I um, 
content creators. So I'm an introvert. So, so now when I go to a networking event that I've, that I've never been to, I definitely feel anxious. I definitely feel unsure about what to expect. Um, so for me, it's much easier to hide between, behind my computer um, because I am a writer and create posts. But I think we sometimes go for the thing that feels easier in the moment or that gives us that dopamine hit. Like I'm going to post something that I've written on social media and then people are going to like it and have conversations and that's great but I think we need to pause and go what is actually having a business impact here is it that or is it having a conversation not with everybody in a networking room you're not going to just hand out your business card to everybody you're going to have some real conversations with real people and then you're going to follow it up like a human and not just send the same message to everybody. You're going to actually listen to what people say and you're going to continue that conversation maybe on LinkedIn or on social media. But I think we are very quick to go for an easy, what feels easy in marketing and what feels like a return, likes on a social media post, but we don't pause enough to go, is this actually helping my business? Yeah, definitely. You have to work out where you're getting your biggest return on on your investment of time as much as anything, isn't it? Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. And I think, yes, networking and relationship building can take a long time. Um, but I think the returns tend to be, for most people, um, certainly for service businesses, the returns are better than on social media. Social media plays a supporting role, I think, in yeah. this case. Yeah. Now, you mentioned your your retreat earlier on. So I'd just like to know a little bit more about that. Oh, Liz, it's a wonderful thing. So it's called the Wilderness Tonic Retreat. And it is quite small. It's for a maximum of 12 people. And we go to Edel. We have a beautiful venue. And it really is about taking space and pausing and taking a step back from our business because we work in it all the time. And we do things like mindful walking, forest bathing, and we also talk about our businesses. And we attract such interesting and diverse people. And so every person has the opportunity to bring a challenge to to the table. And we all kind of pitch in and give ideas. And we've seen, we've had some brilliant stories over the years of people kind of coming up with an idea on the day and then months or years later that comes into fruition we've just had someone who's been to I think two retreats and in the first one she kind of started thinking about a second business and in the second retreat the second business started overtaking her original business and she's just decided and in the second retreat she decided to sell her first business so to see that kind of evolution that came from a day in the mountains is wonderful and it feels like a very nourishing day we eat really good food we take really good care of ourselves and at the end of it it feels like you've been on holiday and you leave fizzing with ideas and that actually ties in with networking because we have a community now of people who have been before who come back again and then who form collaborations outside um you know outside of the wilderness tonic or who meet up again. And I think that's a form of networking as well. I've seen certainly attending events, attending courses, um, becomes a networking thing in and of itself as well. Yeah, does sound wonderful, I have to say. So Karen, if anyone wants to find out more about you and Goodness Marketing or the retreats, what's the best place for them to find you? 
So my be- my website is really easy, goodnessmarketing.co.uk. I have a weekly newsletter, which I love writing, uh, which comes out on a Sunday that people can sign up for on my website. Um, the Do Crew information is there. The retreat information is there. And then I do like to hang out on Instagram and on LinkedIn. Lovely. Well, thank you very much for being my guest this morning. And, Thanks um, for having me. Enjoy the school holidays. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Small Business Big Network. If you found this podcast useful, please do rate, review and subscribe. And don't forget to share it with the rest of your network too.